What's up, everybody? Welcome to a special show. I see things a little differently. I wanted to review No Mercy, and I wanted to review the AEW's first ever, and now an annual, as it's clear where we're going here with uh, 12 pay-per-views a year from AEW, which is clearly, here's my thing. Before we get into anything else, I've been asked about this and my opinion on it. It's clearly something that WB wants, and AEW... And it just has to make WB happy. The same way WWE has to make USA happy and has to make Fox happy. Well, not anymore, but with Fox. Um, but it, it's just it's a political move. Um, I'm assuming at some point in time these shows are going to be on Max. And now you're asking the fan base to subscribe to Max for this. For for this only look here. For, I, I have access to Max. Um, I do not pay for Max. Um, me, like many other people, I'm sure all of you, I share streaming services with, you know, just my sister. Um, but I believe I pay for my, I've had, I, I've had a Netflix account. Here's, listen to how crazy this is. I think I've said this in the show before, but I'll say it again. Like, I've had a Netflix account since, the, like, you could get DVDs mailed to your house days. You know what's funny is, I actually never used my Netflix account until I started dating someone. And they're like, the show, I want to watch the show. I was like, oh, okay, what is it? I don't remember what the show was. Oh, Arrested Development. And she, and I guess it was on Netflix. This is before they bought the show. Um, I was like, oh, yeah, I think I have an account. And, like, I had to, like, reset my passwords. I hadn't used it. They, I, it was coming out of my account for for years. The first, I do remember the first time I ever used it, it was to use it, uh, it was for a video game. I just never canceled it. And that's why, still to this day, even when they do price hikes, like, even though I'm no longer a grandfather to anything, they, they say, oh, because you've been with us for so long, like, we're going to keep you at this price for another month, then goes up, or whatever. But, like, that's how long I've had Netflix, um, which is crazy to me, because, like, how much I have never used it. Like, what was the last thing I watched on Netflix? I think the last thing I watched on Netflix was that Gladiators documentary, which was actually pretty good. If you got, if you ever heard the American Gladiators, it went very in-depth into how much they didn't make, how grueling it was, and how, like, uh, they, it's, it's a bunch of stuff. Um, if you like the Gla- American Gladiators, if you knew what the show, I think it's a good, nice little, um, hmm, nice little documentary on it, but, it's, but they, they say it's unauthorized, so, um, which is weird, because all the main players are being interviewed, but it was unauthorized. Anyway, so I have Netflix, Peacock, Amazon Prime, and honestly, the only reason I had Amazon Prime is because I actually have an Amazon Prime account, or Amazon, yeah, Amazon account. And so with that comes up, Amazon Prime. Like many of you, or if you if you use Amazon at all, it's like it's essentially a service that comes with it. Um, and the only thing I've used that for is the boys. Um, and I, I heard about the spinoff. I heard it's fantastic, but only the first three episodes have dropped, so I'm not watching it until everything comes out. Um, and then I will review it on the show. But anyways, um, that's clear. Like it's clearly a WB move. They want it. Um, it's no skin off my back. I, even if they don't go to that model for a while, I won't pay fifty bucks for every 
pay-per-view. Even though All Out, I heard, was fantastic. I, there's other ways... <laughs> There's other ways you can watch it. You know, you can go to the movie theater, you know, for that experience as I've already done. Um, but, yeah, I won't pay for every pay-per-view. Because here's my thing. The reality is, if WWE, when they go back to paying, making you pay for stuff, I wouldn't pay for most of their pay-per-views. Period. Bottom line. Bottom line. I wouldn't. Um, but that's just me. Um, but look here. For an annual show, the first edition of it, I thought it delivered. I expected it to. The card... On paper was very strong you know I know AEW has been having attendance issues recently and um, that's unfortunate it really is um, I don't know what they can do to get you know it's just my thought here before we get into all this stuff I feel like once brawl out happened there was like momentum lost on their part I really do feel that way unfortunately but I do feel like there was a bunch of momentum that was lost thanks to that brawl out that they have not gotten back yet um, and hopefully they can get back. I'm sure they will. It's just, um, it's good. They've taken some blows, you know, and no, I don't mean Jake Cargill. They've taken some blows like the Adam Cole injury, you know, like that's your, that was their best storyline going. And so either way, the show must go on. Let's get into this night. So we have MJF defending the ROH Tag Team Championships versus the Righteous. MJF wins. Um, look, I don't, I, I'm going to believe in this story the same way I'm going to believe in the Bloodline story. Do I think the Bloodline story has jumped the shark? Yes. I do not think the MJF Adam Cole story has jumped the shark. But I do believe that, let's say hypothetically it takes six months for Adam Cole to come back, our MJF should not beat every tag team on the ROH roster by himself. One, you're already having, you already have people paying for a paywall to, to essentially see squash matches. And... That's just going to kill the division. So, let, let's not even you know, think about that. Um, or go there. But yeah, I didn't like this at all, personally. I'm, it's not that I'm even a fan of the Righteous. I just didn't like him beating them. I, I think this... I think... I'll, I think... You know, here's where I think it's going. I think it's going at where, where Roderick Strong is going to be his tag team partner and help him out. For Addy. I mean, for for Adam. For Next Strong. Air quotes. Air quotes. Air quotes. I think that's where it's going... So that's why I'm going to believe in this. It's the same way I'm going to believe that wherever wherever this goes with the bloodline, it will end with Cody getting his hand raised and him winning the WWE Championship. That's what I'm believing. Eddie Kingston versus Shibata. I thought this was a fun match. A lot of slaps, a lot of chops. Um, Eddie Kingston had to win, you know. Uh, made sense. I do think a lot of the singles champions for ROH loses way too much. Like, yeah, I get he's a Ring of Honor champion, but... You pinned your peer champion. You you just pinned your TV champion. I think they 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 lose too much on TV to be having these belts. That's just me though. The Young Bucks surprisingly win their field four way match and or four way dance, and now they're number one contenders for the tag team titles, which are still held by spoiler alert FTR. I I I'm curious to see where this goes because the Bucks have now won their number one contenders whenever they want, and this title Tuesday coming up. I think in two weeks. Not only that. They hold the six the, 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 the six man tag titles for ROH. I, I didn't get this move at all, but okay. Chris Statlander defeats Julia Hart. I thought this was a good match. Um, a couple bumps here and there, a couple of little spots messed up here and there, but that's okay. I thought it was a good match. I think Chris Statlander has. Look here, there's only been two title runs with the TBS Championship. One was Jake Cargill, now it's Chris Statlander. I don't think Jake Cargill, Cargill excuse me, did a bad job holding that. TBS Championship, 
because of the Statlander injury, it because of the Statlander injury, easy for me to say, it really hurt her talent rank only because it was clear they were keeping her away from the top contenders for the women's championship. She's never had a match with Britt Baker, Tony Storm, uh, who else? Soraya, um, I don't think she's had a match with Shakira, uh, Shakira, listen to me, um, Cheetah. I don't think she's had a match with, I think the only top, and even then it's for me to say top, I'm doing air quotes there, is questionable. Maybe Ruby Soho, if you see her as a top star, she, they, she was kept away from those top, the top, 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 top women, you know, um, and look here, Nyla Rose is a former champion, so, I guess, but I don't think she's, I don't think she's a, that's just me, you know, um, so that's what hurt her title reign, was the, the injury and the delay of Chris Statlander, but, like, Chris Statlander defends that title every week, or every two weeks, or whatever, she's already faced top talent, and that, that, that TBS title, excuse me, just looks good around her way, so, Good match here. Swerve got the biggest win of his AEW career as he defeated Hangman Page in a great match. This is clearly the first match of many, but like this, I'll say three, but I believe Swerve did a fantastic job with Hangman, and Swerve needed the win. Plain and simple, Hangman's a former AEW World Champion. He just won the, the Trios Championships off of the, the uh, Mogul Affiliates. Swerve needed this more, and he got it. And so, um... It was a good win for Swerve in his hometown. Darby would not be so lucky later on. Ricky Starks got the win against uh, Wheeler Yuta. I did not know this until I had the TV on mute most of the night. I was exhausted. And the reason why this is coming out to you guys on Tuesday is because, funny story before I continue, I was going to do it Sunday night going into Monday. And I knew, I told you guys last week my schedule had lightened up for two weeks. Then I knew it was going to be effing busy, right? So, sitting there, enjoying life, and it hits 11.30 on Sunday night, and FTR and fucking uh, Aussie Open come out and say, I forgot about this match. I'm going to fucking bed. <laughs> I went to fucking bed and watched the rest of the show the next day. I was just too exhausted to stick around for all the bullshit. But um, a lot of these matches didn't need to be on here. MJF and The Righteous did not need to be on, be on here. Starks and Yuta... Did not need to be on here. <clears throat> it's like half these matches didn't have to, have to be on here. It was like 15 matches in total. Like, what the fuck? Anyways, um, Brian Danielson and Zack Sabre Jr., I love this match. I love everything they did with it. I love how Zack Sabre Jr. is like towers over Brian Danielson. And anytime you, he, it wasn't like he was just allowing the smaller man to utilize these these holds on him, he was using his height and his his his, his uh length advantage to like, anytime Brian would try to do a wrestling hold, if he can get a hold of him, he was grabbing him. This was a master class in wrestling. This was look here. The first thing I thought after this match happened, was retiring for good. <laughs> he's, he's so retiring because he was so. It's like when you see what he's done with Okada. I know people were like kind of underwhelmed by it, but it look here. Now we know he broke his arm. Like ten minutes into the match, take a look here. I still thought it was a great match. Um, but you, you he had the match with Okada. He had the fucking Iron Man match that was at the beginning of the year this year. It's easy to forget about because it, it happened in March. But that was a classic match. You have this strap match with him and Ricky Starks. Then you have this match. He's gonna be in the top ten of a. He's gonna have multiple matches in top ten of the matches of the year this year, without a doubt, for a lot of people. But this was a masterclass. I thought. I get some people might find Zack Sabre Jr.'s uh, 
style boring, but it's like, but it's not. It's just we've been conditioned as the fan to see flips, dives, and all this extra stuff. If you actually go look here, I'm older than some of you or a lot of you, so I can remember a time where this was a thing. Like me personally, people keep asking me to review WrestleMania 12 because I think I brought it up a couple times, and I, I will and I can. Uh, but here's the thing. I love that Iron Man match. Like, you want to hear something actually funny that I probably should do at some point in time? I've never seen The Rock and Triple H's. I've never. I've only seen the end. And I'll have a funny story about that in a second. I've only seen the end of the uh, the, the, the debut of uh, Biker Taker. That happened at Judgment Day 2000. WWE Championship Iron Man match. The Rock versus Triple H. Shawn Michaels as a, special, as a special guest referee. Never seen that match. I only saw the end. Here's what happened. We buy the pay-per-view. I actually buy it. One of the rare times I could buy a pay-per-view. I saved the money. All of a sudden, pay-per-view supposed to come on. doesn't come on. And then it comes on in the middle of the pay-per-view. Because as a kid, I'm just sitting there like heartbroken. There's nothing my mom can do. I was like, well, we called. Nothing we can do. Blah, 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 right? And all right, cool. I just stare at that TV and it comes on. I'm like, what the? I'm looking around. As soon as the Iron Man match comes on, it goes off again. Comes back on right as Triple H is leaving with the WWE Championship. And the next day, there was um, a notice on our door. Um, and it was a notice on everyone's doors. Hey, if you ordered the WWF pay-per-view last night, you're going to be refunded because the feed kept cutting in and out. So I've never seen it. Even with me having the network and Peacock, I've never actually watched it. But anyways... <clears throat> I I enjoyed I enjoyed the wrestling part of it and I actually enjoyed the exit because to me it felt like the dives and the the end it made all that feel special for me, especially me being such a Shawn Michaels fan at the time and like he, to me I still think that was one of the best uh, <clears throat> excuse me one of Jerry Lawler's best calls when <clears throat> when Jerry Lawler gets sees that Shawn Michaels is called a sharpshooter and he's and, and Jerry Lawler's counting down he's like Shawn you better not give up you have thirty seconds left like. It made it feel more urgent. Like you didn't hear Jerry Lawler get like that all the time, especially with him and Vince. Usually it was, it was usually it was you know Vince playing the straight guy to Jerry Lawler's Joker, but this was a very serious business, you know. And so I've always enjoyed it. So to me, this was right in my wheelhouse. I loved every second of it. Um, I have not watched it back yet, um, but I will because I enjoyed it that much. Uh, the next matchup was the six-man tag. Chris Jericho, Omega, and Obushi versus Takeshita, Osprey, and Sammy Guevara. The heels won this match. I think you have to keep feeding the heels wins here to give them credibility. I don't know where this all is. I'm assuming this is going to lead to an Omega, Takeshita, uh, another match between them, and where Omega will, Omega will win. And I assume Sammy has to eventually get a win over Jericho. So I'm assuming that's where this is going. Osprey is just a part of the family, you know, so that makes sense. But this is all right overall. FTR versus Aussie Open, I think I thought was pretty good. FTR retained the tag team championships we talked about that earlier. And then the main event, in a wild main event, two out of three falls, Chris Jericho, excuse me, Christian retains the TNT championship. The TNT championship main event to the pay-per-view for the very first time in AEW history. And it was Christian retaining, getting two falls out of three, winning by two straight falls in the end. Uh, Darby got the first fall very early using the... Um, turtleneck to his advantage um then after that this whole this whole thing broke down Dar and darby is fucking crazy for someone who's about to climb mount everest he is fucking stupid he 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 i'm 100 positive this was his idea he wanted christian who 
to suplex him on top of the ring steps. They really couldn't get a good setup with it. And then he, he lets him buy something on it. Fucking nuts. And I will say this. And Nick Wayne's mom is kind of hot. But anyways, um, I will say this. In one of the most justified heel turns of all time, Nick Wayne turned on Darby Allin. If you don't think that that was a justified heel turn, first of all, it did make it extra special because his mom was there. But if you don't think it was justified, think about this. Swerve and A.R. Fox go to Nick Wayne's home, bloody him up in one of the most violent angles we've seen. We've seen a lot of violence from AEW, but this was, this was uh, Shawn Michaels, Mario Gennetti level of violence, like barbershop violence, so just uncomfortable violence, right? And so um, we see this, right? And he just forgives A.R. Fox. He just forgives him. So I, I'm just like, I, I'm just like, why wouldn't he turn on him? Why wouldn't he take, like, we all know the TNT Championship means a Darby. Why wouldn't he take that from him? Now, I'm even more interested to see where this goes, because at, at the end of this, we saw at the, the AEW debut of Adam Copeland, who claims he has a full-time uh, contract. He will be talking on Dynamite this Wednesday, and then on Tile Tuesday, he will be talking or fighting Luchasaurus. Um, I had a lot of people hit me up to ask me my thoughts because I made it clear, you know, I'm not necessarily the biggest Edge fan. I'm, a, I'm definitely a, um, a Christian fan. You guys know I've screamed his praises for the longest. My my thoughts about it are it was the worst kept secret in, in wrestling recently. He's not ready to retire. He had all the matches he wanted to have in WWE at the moment with Sheamus, Reigns, Bryan. I just feel like for someone who wants to give back, I'm sure a lot of guys feel like he gives. He doesn't he doesn't lose as much as I feel he should. Like, Grayson Waller shouldn't have beat him. No, that, that, that shouldn't have been a thing. But he shouldn't have beaten Rollins in that. He, he shouldn't have beaten Rollins in the... And win the feud. Like, to me, I feel like he can't show vulnerability. Like, Cena can lose clean. And 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 we, and we are like, damn, that's, that's, that's the way. But for some... It's the same way I feel like we give Shawn Michaels a pass for certain things, for him being a dick. I think we give Adam Copeland... Edge, whatever you want to talk talk to call him, I think we give him a pass because nine years of his career was taken away from him. So I think we do give, I do believe we do give him a pass um, as fans and as media. But like, if you think about it, he, every time he loses, he's very well protected. Like he's very well, which he doesn't have to be. Like it's not, a, he's not all about him anymore. You know, does he have fresh matches? Yes, he does. Samoa Joe, he shared the ring with Sting. If he turns heel, Darby. Sammy Guevara, um, MJF. I don't. Has he ever? I don't know if he's ever wrestled John Moxley before. I don't know if I. I don't know. Uh, you know. Um, there's there's fresh matches for him. So, I'll I'll leave it there with that. But those are my thoughts there. But I thought this was a strong show. Um, I'm excited to see where they go here or go from here. And it's clear. Look here. We still don't know who beat up Jay White. We don't know who was in MJF's mask. MJF addressed it. But we don't know who who it is. MJF claimed it wasn't him. Someone stole his mask. TBD. And let's wrap this up with my thoughts on NXT No Mercy. I thought it was a strong show. Um, Dom lost his North American Championship to Trick Williams, who took the spot of the current recently released Mustafa Ali, who was supposed to win the North American title. Shawn Michaels has not been happy about this. Apparently, he did not know. At, that was going to happen because they were planning on putting a championship on him, obviously. Uh, so, Trick Williams is the recipient of that. So, congratulations to Trick. Um, 
Dragunov and Carmelo Hayes had a great match. They, they outdid themselves. But Dragunov has now held the NXT UK Championship and the NXT Championship. I think he's the only man in NXT history to do that. I don't, Pete Dunne's never done that. Walter's never done Gunther's never done that. Yeah. And in both those matches, they were classic matches. He made Gunther tap out, and he, he pinned um, Carmelo Hayes, and I thought it was great. Next up, before before Carmelo gets to the main roster, there's a few with Trick Williams, and he's on his way. And Dragunov now has he has the, the, the flag, and now he can carry it. I still, by the way, have not seen the Dragunov action figure in stores yet. I still have not. I just did a show that's going to come out in a couple weeks of, of the latest figures I bought. Uh, he, I, I have not seen them. I've seen, I just saw a Solo Sokoa, saw a Rick Steiner, saw a Braun Breaker. I have not seen uh, a Dragunov yet, but I'm looking for it. <laughs> Anyways, that's the show for this week. Um, my review of everything. I hope you guys enjoy. Check me out this Wednesday. Um, and I'll be back on Monday as well. Um, I am the Slow Chemical. This is I See Things a Little Differently. And I am out.